Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomescleancom That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who really don't like cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 251. I'm going to call it things that are working for me right now. I think. Um, I mean, I know they're working. I think I'm going to call it that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we get into things, I just want to remind you that if you find yourself in a weird place right now, I'm going to talk about um, kind of Kindle books and things like that later as far as, you know, how I'm managing those and all that. But um, if you find yourself in a place where you're like, I cannot keep focus I really want to do stuff in my house and I just can't. I'm going to just recommend my own audiobooks. They are not rambly like these podcasts are rambly. Um, They are each around six hours, which sounds like a long time, but they're just delightful. I'm just kidding. Um, No, really, though. They, They have really good reviews and I think you'll enjoy them. And if you already listened to the podcast and you haven't listened to the audiobooks, I just think they're a worthy investment right now. Um, they're available wherever you can get audiobooks. There's also the ebooks. I'm not going to talk about paperbacks, even though they exist, simply because they, uh, you know, are not as easily available right now. Although, and I don't know if it will still be on there, but Decluttering at the Speed of Life has been available on Zulily for like a while. Like they had a round of books and then my publisher put it in the next round of books that they put on there. So I'm, I'm kind of makes me feel good. The publisher is still pushing that. But anyway, so you can look it up on Zulily, see if it's still available when you happen um, to find this, listen to this podcast anyway. But you know, those are all for limited time. So I'm not for sure if it'll still be there, but that's the paperback. But anyway, the eBooks and the audiobooks are there. So my point is that If you are feeling scattered, it might help you to listen to the audiobook, which is less scattered than these podcasts. And I hear from you guys all the time about just, you know, it helps you to have the podcast running and going and listening while you're working. Um, But if you haven't listened to those audiobooks, I recommend that you do that. You can search for them um, on wherever you like to get audiobooks. You can either search for Dana K. White, always put the K in there because there is that ultimate fighting championship guy who somehow has the market on the name Dana White. Um, anyway, you can look for it that way or you can search, uh, you can just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book and I have links um, there. So anyway, so I'm talking about things that are working for me and I'm going to start with a little bit of a rant and I am not a ranter necessarily. I am a talker, obviously. I've recorded over 250 podcasts now. Um, But this isn't like an angry rant, but I do feel like it's something that needs to be said. 
and it's not like I'm the first person who said this, but I heard a comment that just kind of has stuck in my craw. Um, I don't really know what a craw is, but we've all got one and things stick in it. And that means that it just irritates you and you keep thinking about it and you're like, anyway, so I need to say something about it because I'm concerned that you guys have heard similar things, Uh, probably not from the same source, but I'm concerned that you guys have heard similar things. And I know because I am you, um, how discouraging statements like this can be. So I feel like I need to say something. Um, And the statement is something like this. If you're not writing this book or doing this creative project or whatever, fill in the blank, if you're not doing that now with all the time that you have at home, you're never going to do it. And I think the statement was something like, if you're not going, if you're not writing the book now, while you've got all this time, you're never going to write it. And um, I've, I've heard, here's what I'd actually heard first is people saying stuff like this. People, I'd only seen the responses of people saying, I've heard people say that if you're not doing such and such right now, you're never going to do it or something like that. And here's my response to that. And when I would see that, I would think, well, who would say something like that? And so I, I I have a tendency sometimes when people say, I've heard people say that you just need to get over it if you're a senior in 2020 and blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, mm, are people really saying that? Because I haven't heard anybody say that. And that seems so awfully mean that I can't imagine someone really says it. And maybe they're just making that up. And so um, I tend like with my kids, I'm always like, mm, I don't know for sure if people are really saying that or not. And then I heard somebody say this statement of if you're not writing the book now, you're never going to write it. And great person. Seriously, y'all, I'm not like mad at anybody. But it was so offhanded that I think it that to me, the issue was that it was just kind of for a lot of people, it's an accepted fact. And the reason I bring this up is that, you know, I've mentioned in other, I don't remember, because I'm trying to record them ahead so I can work on other things. Um, but you know, I talked about the meme that I've seen of, okay, I thought that the reason my house was messy was that I didn't have enough time to clean. Turns out that was never the reason. Um, I think the reason I bring this up is if you've always assumed that the reason your house wasn't clean was that you didn't have enough time at home and now you're at home all the time and your house is not any better and probably worse than it ever was before. And you've had that delusion smashed. The tendency can be to feel despair over that, to have the thought that, okay, so obviously time was not the issue. (gasps) Turns out I'm the issue. And statements like this of, well, if you haven't, if you're not doing such and such now, when you've got all the time in the world, you're never going to do it. I don't want you to feel that despair about your house, because that is a road that those of us who feel completely inept and overwhelmed and bewildered by how do other people do this, and I cannot seem to do it. That's a road that we can go down in these times where we're like, okay, well, obviously, my very best excuse was never legitimate. So that's a problem. That was my experience, guys. And that's where I feel like I have um, a special word of hope to give everyone here. And you know, because I, I went through that. I've talked about it so many other times, you know, my phases of life where I always, always, always thought, I mean, literally would have argued you down about how 
once I'm a stay-at-home mom, my house will be clean. Never occurred to me that that could possibly not be the truth. I mean, never once did would I have ever admitted or even acknowledged the fact that that was not the actual problem, that the problem was not a lack of time, because I just assumed lack of time. I've got a lack of time. I'm not home. I have so many other things going on. That's the reason my house is messy. So I just assumed once I don't have those things going on, my house will not be messy. Um, and then it was a real identity crisis for me at the point where I was a stay-at-home mom and my house wasn't any better. In fact, it was a lot worse in some ways. And once that happened, I really had to come to terms. You know, That's what brought me to my rock bottom of starting A Slob Comes Clean, the blog of desperately trying to figure this out. My rock bottom came from that moment of having that delusion broken. Because you come to this point where you realize lack of time was not the problem. And there's two directions to go. You can either go, okay, well, then it's never going to happen. So I'm going to give up. I do not encourage that. Or you can realize that, all right, if that was never the problem, then I need to stop worrying about that being the reason. Okay. So anyway, I'm just going to rant on this subject. I mean, I've kind of already tried to give you the tie in to cleaning here. So it's not just a random out of nowhere rant. But let me just give a little thoughts on this idea that if you're not going to write the book now, you're never going to write it. Again, great person who who said it, and it doesn't even matter because it's been said by a lot of different other people, whatever. But I, I'm just going to tell you guys, I've mentioned here on the podcast that I'm working on my third book. And where I was in that process is that I believe it was like February 27th, right? Um, I had like a week a week and a half before spring break. And I finished my rough, 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 rough draft, meaning my bleh words onto the page, 60,000 words. So I, I had my 60,000 words down. I had all my chapters that I had plotted out, written, but in the form that I would, you know, crawl under a table if anybody read it right now because that's just the reality. If, if you're not a writer, and if you want to be a writer, just know the first rough, the first draft, it, it has to be horribly rough. Anyway, so I had finished my first horrible rest, rough draft. And I told myself, I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to take the week before spring break, and then spring break off to do some other things to work on some other things, and let my brain kind of rest. And then I will tackle it again after spring break. Well, it's um, 2020. And if you're listening to this in the future, maybe you understand spring of 2020 what happened. But um, the world has completely changed since February 27th, when I thought I knew how things were going to work. So spring break was over. Life had completely changed. Everybody was home. We were sheltering in place, all that kind of stuff. And I haven't gotten back to writing the book. I have not. I mean, like, because the mental space that I'm in is so completely different. And this is a project that was in process, like I have done the hardest part, which is getting the words down on paper, although it's really a word doc. But anyway, getting the words written. And this next phase is actually the fun phase to me. And I've been through this before. I have written two books. 
I know what it takes. This is not some ambiguous concept in the future. I think I have a podcast at some point on breaking down a project. And I used a book writing as an example for that, of how I go through that process. So I mean, I know what it takes. This is not some pipe dream. This is me personally going, I'm going to do again, what I have already done twice. And I'm going to write this book. So I'm just saying, I mean, my brain is not in a book writing space right now. It just isn't. And so for you, let's say you've got some big creative project that you always thought if you were stuck at home, that's what you would do. And you just can't do it right now. It doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Okay, I, I don't want you to think that. Because there's a lot of just natural mental challenges that happen just from the weirdness and uncertainty of this time. Okay, let me take a moment to talk about this episode's sponsor, who is Ritual. While you're cooped up at home and practicing social distancing, start a new daily ritual to help support your health. I'm trying to eat right during this uncertain time. Some days I do better than other days. But there are just some nutrients that are hard to get enough of from food alone. Ritual Essential for Women is a clean daily multivitamin designed to help fill nutrient gaps in your diet. Ritual multivitamins are vegan friendly, gluten free and non GMO. They also have a delayed release capsule designed to be gentle on your stomach so you can take them on an empty stomach. And you guys, one of my personal favorite things is that when you open the bottle, it smells like peppermint, not like a lot of other kinds of vitamins smell. You guys know I am all about smells. So the ah, fresh smell is really important to me. The best part, Ritual is a monthly subscription that is delivered straight to your door. So you won't have to fight your way through the store to stock up. By the time you finish one bottle, the next one will be in your mailbox. Let Ritual be one small constant among countless changes to daily life right now. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash clean to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash clean, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash clean. Um, there's also mental load. So the person who said this, I don't know the full situation, but from what I know, is not the one in this person's home who is primarily responsible for feeding people or for making sure that, you know, the kids are safe and care. I mean, obviously they're what anyway, it's a man. I'm just going to say it. Okay. It was a man that said it. And the reality is most of y'all are women that are listening. And there is a thing called mental load. This is something that um, Jessica Turner, we were Swiffer ambassadors together. So I don't know her really well, but I know her a little bit. And she has a book called Stretch Too Thin that I contributed a section to I wrote for her for that anyway. But in it, one of the things she talks about is mental load and the reality of mental load being that, you know, because she is a full time working outside of the home mom, 
And um, she talks about just the reality of mental load that women tend to carry. And that includes things like, and, and it not in every home, and I'm not saying it should be in every home, blah, blah, I'm just saying reality here, okay, um, is things like meal planning, things like thinking, not just of um, what are we going to have for dinner tonight, but also what are we going to have for dinner all week? How am I going to feed my kids snacks, blah, 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 because it, there's just a natural thing that happens as a mom, especially of always having to be aware of what there is to eat. I mean, that's like a, a reality is like, wait a minute. I didn't know that a huge part of motherhood, that's another meme that you see is just figuring out what you're going to eat for dinner for the rest of your life. Well, now it's breakfast, lunch and dinner. Because a lot of us had, you know, kind of little standard things that we would send in lunches, or maybe the kids ate their breakfast and lunches at school or whatever it is, that has been compounded significantly, um, increased significantly, because we have a lot more feeding of people to do. And that is a mental load. There's also the reality that, um, you know, I'm trying to do everything online ordering, which means I have to think of everything ahead of time. And I'm trying to get the spot, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> here, I want to do online ordering only. And it's hard to get a, a pickup time, you know, and sometimes you have to think, oh, wait, I've got to do that the minute I wake up in the morning. And then it will still be for three days out, which means I have to have planned things out. And then just the reality that a lot of things are not available. Okay, so I can't just dream up what we want to eat. It's like, okay, I'm going to think of what we want to eat, and then I'm going to see what is available to order, and then I'm going to see what I actually get. And then there's just an increase of mental load. All that is taking a lot of brain space that is, it's the container concept. Okay, I mean, you know, that's taking brain space that is now no longer available for you to be thinking about that book you've always wanted to write. Okay, awareness of people in the house. Um, that's a huge mental load that, again, not to be sexist. And I know that there are men and women who all do the blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying, right? Okay, but let's just, I'm just going to be honest. Um, as a mom, that's one of my things. If there are people in my house, I need to know what's going on. It's a little bit less now that they're teenagers. Okay, it still is there. And I have to kind of talk myself out of it sometimes and go, they're fine. They're fine, Dana. Okay. But especially when they're little, I mean, you don't get time as a mama. I said, get, I must be ranting. Um, You don't get time as a mom to shut yourself in a room and have zero distractions when small people exist in your house whom you are morally and legally and lovingly responsible for. I mean, it just your brain doesn't allow you to do that. Um, some people can do it more than others. But I'm just saying, you know, it wasn't until I would. And this is me guessing, because I was not recording it in some sort of a data driven journal. But in my mind, I'm looking back and going, I don't think I could even have done that for short periods of time until probably until my youngest was eight. That's a guess. You know, and, and I'm not saying whether or not. Y'all know what I mean, right? Okay. Mamas, you know what I mean? I'm just confirming what you need to have as a reminder that don't think that you're never going to be able to do this because you're not doing it now. Okay. I mean, even now, 
the kids are all my youngest just turned 14. You guys, that's insane. She was three when I started the blog. But I mean, even now, if I turn on a podcast, here they come. It's it's this weird thing. But it's like if I turn on a podcast to listen to I don't know if hearing it in the background, because I know they th- they're like, you should listen through headphones. And I'm like, but I hate headphones, because then I can't also know what else is going on in the house. Anyway, um, but I turn on a podcast, and I don't know if it's just hearing something reminds them that I exist. And then that reminds them that they have a question that they need answered. And here they come to ask me a question. Um, it's It's shocking. Okay, here's the other thing, too. If you're talking about some major creative project, for me personally, and maybe this is my ADHD that so many of you have diagnosed me with, even though I've never been formally diagnosed, you know, I have to set up systems, I have to set up parameters, I think is the right word, uh, for me to be able to do these things. Like I have been able to write books, but it is because I have set up systems for me to be able to do that. I have unique needs, and there are things I've had to figure out over time with a lot of pain and with a deadline looming. And if you're just writing your first book, or you haven't done anything like you don't have a deadline, um, you don't have the luxury of, oh, I've got to figure this out. Instead, it's I get to figure this out. And there's a real difference there. Okay, so for me, some of the things that I need for book writing, not that I'm not going to get this. I mean, I believe me, I'm, I'm, I did open up my document. I read through the first chapter just to kind of get myself back into it some and try to get back into that mental space. But my realities are that I have found that to get these things done, things that I need to do is leave my house. Well, guess what I can't do right now? I can't leave my house. I spend a lot of time at my public library, which is currently closed. I spend a lot of time there working and I put in my earplugs and I get things done. Um, I go there specifically to get away from my house, to get out of my environment so there's nothing to distract me, but also because I have never signed into the Wi-Fi at my library on my laptop. So I cannot surf the internet. I cannot go, "Mm, I'd like to look such and such up on my laptop and suddenly realize it's been 45 minutes that I haven't been working on the book. Okay, so those are things that I have set up and I have figured out the hard way are how I get this work done. And those things are not available to me right now. Okay, I I don't have access to my public library. I can't leave my house. I can't go to Panera. That's another place where I'll work a lot of times is um, get my lunch and then work on my computer. And I've never signed into the internet there as well on my laptop so that I don't have those distractions. That's just reality. And there's also that's something I can't do right now. Another thing that I do when I um, need to, you know, get a huge chunk of, of writing done, and I hate doing this one, because it involves leaving my family. But as I will go to my little, my parents little place that they have up at a lake, and I will go and I will generally not shower for three days. And which is so gross. I know I'm so sorry. Anyway, but and I will write and and get stuff done so that I can have zero distractions. Again, I don't have access to the internet up there, you know, so it's those types of systems that are simply not available right now. Okay, so know that it's not just a lack of time. Even once you have that time, you have to find systems that work for you. And they, the ones that are going to work best for you may or may not be available to you at this time. Okay. All right. Um, so again, 
the real reason I bring this up is partly I know that this creativity and this idea that I want to do some big creative thing is directly related to our clutter issues. Like those of us who struggle with clutter tend to be the people with the big creative ideas. Okay. Um, I have another podcast in the past. I don't remember. Just search it. Creative, the link between creativity and clutter, a slob comes clean podcast, whatever. Just Google that and you'll find it. But I did. I talked about specifically how there is a relationship between creativity and clutter. So those of you who struggle with clutter, therefore you're listening to my podcast, most likely also have big creative dreams. And so very likely you have been having some of these thoughts and issues. So this is just my two cents. A lot of people have done scientific things and blah, blah, blah on all this. I'm not sciencey. I'm just me. Um, and the reality is that there's also those of you who are feeling that despair over, oh my goodness, if time wasn't the issue, then what is? Well, listen to all the podcasts and you'll figure that one out. Okay. Because that isn't a thing I've had to personally work through. And that's the reason this podcast exists. Um, reason I started doing all this was my own frustration over that specific issue. Like what is wrong with me? Um, and know too, that some phases are harder than others. And this is a phase. It is whether it produces a new normal, whether we get back to normal, whatever, this right now is a phase that is not going to last forever. It's not going to be like this forever. And rock bottom is a good thing. Because for some of you, this might be your rock bottom, this realization that time at home was not just an automatic answer. This is your rock bottom and rock bottom is not a bad thing because it, it you have to go from there. Okay. And yeah, old excuses are gone. So figure out what does work for this situation. And then realize too, that what you need to be doing now is figuring out what what is going to work for, you know, getting your house under control in this situation and in this mental state that you're in. But also know that when life comes back, you're going to have to readjust. You know, I've, I've talked to different kindred spirits in um, different strategy sessions. I think I started in November, maybe. Um, and I've just so enjoyed sharing those. If you guys want to be part of our Patreon community, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean and join in there. And that's who is signing up. And eventually, you know, we'll get a chance to be um, in one of those strategy sessions. But you know, one of the recurring themes in those strategy sessions is I had it under control, my life situation changed, and I had to readjust. That is reality. There is no way to avoid things changing. Life is going to change. Go ahead and get it under control now. Don't don't believe the lie that, well, what's the point of trying to figure it out now when this is not what my normal life is going to look like? Go ahead and figure it out now. And once you figure it, which there's really not much to figure out because guys, I have already told you, <laughs> do your dishes. <laughs> Go read how to manage your home without losing your mind. I mean, I teach you all of that because I've had to figure it out. And my goal and my hope is that will help you get there faster. Okay. But as you do that, know that there is value in figuring these things out now in seeing the benefit of specific tasks and how long they can take when they're done consistently. Focus on that. And then yes, it's going to all change when life gets back to normal, whatever normal is at that point. And know that you're going to benefit from anything that you did. But you're also going to have to readjust when life goes back to being different than it is right now. Okay, so some other things that are working for me right now 
since I think that's what I've called this podcast, although I've gone longer than I expected. Okay. Um, a couple things, um, time markers, time for those of us who have TPAD time passage awareness disorder anyway, uh, is, is a struggle right now because we don't all know exactly what day it is or what time it is. So time markers, I have been finding to be very, very beneficial. So some examples of that are I've mentioned before that my daughter and I were watching Downton Abbey during lunch and my husband's in on that and we try to work it around his schedule because with his his job, he's in and out of the house a lot, but um, we do try to figure out when he's going to be here and when we could watch it during lunch, but we watch it without him if we have to. Anyway, it's been a blast. Like I am loving the series so much more than I did the first time because I think I get it more and I'm anyway, whatever. I'm just enjoying it so much. My daughter is finally admitting that she's enjoying it, even though she still rolls her eyes. But I think the biggest benefit of it is a time marker. Like it's because I'm looking so forward to it and knowing that it's at lunchtime and we're going to watch one episode, it just kind of breaks up my day and gives me that definite lunchtime. Do you know what I mean? And when I have a definite lunchtime, then the things that I wanted to accomplish before lunch, it gives me like a goal time for those to happen. Whether that, and for me, that's generally my online work. I'm trying to do that. And I work harder and I work faster and I work with a deadline because I've got that deadline of this time marker. Other examples for that are um, Monday laundry day. Having a laundry day kind of helps give a little bit of definition to my week of, oh, okay, this is, this is Monday. Oh, wait, it's Monday. Ah, okay. And we're going to get laundry done today. And that just kind of it just gives definition to the week, which is just mentally helpful, but also helpful in getting some things done. Dishes every day, getting the dishes done and running the dishwasher at night just kind of gives that little bit of, oh, okay. You know, we've talked about this in some of the strategy sessions of, you know, even if it's not a specific, there's something about knowing that the dishes are going to have to, the dishwasher is going to have to run tonight, then motivates me to work a little bit throughout the day because I'm not just an endless thing. It's a, I'm getting ahead on what I have to do tonight anyway. Uh, it's a mental thing. We talked about it in one of those podcasts. Listen to it. Um, for me, church has been very helpful. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not the same experience. I'll tell you that watching it online, but just having it as a definite thing that we as a family are going to sit here and do on Sunday mornings. We're going to watch our service online while my dog goes berserk because for some reason that is when she's at her biggest antics. Um, Anyway, but something about that just kind of sets this day is different. And therefore that kind of helps me remember, oh, today was Sunday. That means tomorrow's Monday. That means it's laundry. So having things set up like that. I've talked before about, you know, for seven years of doing this, I did not have any help cleaning, but then I've, for the last three years, I've had somebody who comes every other week to clean. It's lovely. It's obviously not a necessity because she can't come in now. I'm trying to still pay her, but I'm using that as a time marker of going, okay, instead of just letting life go on, we are going to do a major everything in place, cleaned, blah, 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 at the same time when she would normally be coming. Okay. Maybe for you, that's once a week. Maybe for you, that's the weekly cleaning tasks, which is how I maintained things for years before I had somebody help with cleaning. And that was assigning 
bathrooms to Tuesday and um, shopping to Wednesday and mopping to Thursday and vacuuming and dusting to Friday, you know, that kind of stuff. So assigning those things, it's amazing how I already struggle with time passage awareness disorder. Those things that I've put in place to help me with my time passage awareness disorder are extra helpful now when time is this big ambiguous thing. Okay. Um, setting alarms. Here's just a little tip, but I am telling you, I have so many alarms set for, and it really, I was already trying to do it. And then we missed one of my daughter's dance classes that are meeting over zoom. And I was so irritated with myself and we just were just do 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 living life, blah, 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 and completely forgot about it. And so now anytime I think of something, I set it up and on my iPhone, and I think this is probably available on Android as well, but I can, when I go to set an alarm, I am able to set the time. And I usually set it for like five to 10 minutes before, because we're not actually going anywhere. We just need alert that this is about to happen. Um, And there are different options. I can label it. So for me, like if I'm just waking up and I just need an alarm to go off, I don't bother labeling it. But if it's for something at some random time during the day, get on Zoom for such and such, you can click on label and it just says alarm naturally, but you X that out and you can actually write what it is so that when the alarm comes up, it tells you what that alarm is for. Um, and I also use the repeat feature quite a bit. Okay. So for her dance class, I have clicked, if you, if you look on repeat, I click every Tuesday. This is, I, this is going to go off every Tuesday, but I also use that even for things that are only one time. It's not a repeated thing, but because it allows me to set an alarm as a, which will continue going off until I stop it, as opposed to just a reminder on my calendar for like, let's say on Sunday, I think of something that we're going to do on Wednesday. And I think, oh my goodness, I might forget that. So instead of um, just setting it as a reminder on my calendar, I set it as an alarm and I set it up for every Wednesday, which is the way, you know, because normally the alarm, you set it for 10 o'clock, it's going to go off at 10 o'clock that night. But if you set it for every Wednesday, it's going to go off on Wednesday at that time. And then you can turn off that alarm. Does that make sense? So it allows me to set an alarm for something that's several days away. Okay. Um, and then let's talk about Kindle books. I know this is going longer than I expected. I think my rant was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, but let's talk about Kindle books. I have been, I'm very thankful that I have it set up to check out library books through my Kindle now. You guys had recommended that. I finally did it. I know for me, I had to actually, because it my library card expired, I didn't even know they did that. But anyway, I had to actually go into my library and um, get my card set up to use Kindle library books. Um, and so I don't know, but it would be worth calling your library or emailing your library and seeing if they, you know, have it set up now to where you could initially get set up for your Kindle to check out books with your Kindle, even though it's not necessarily the way that they would do things in the past. Cause you know, you may not be able to go in right now, I'm assuming, um, if you're listening to this in real time, but you know, don't forget that Kindle books are a thing and you can read them through an app on your phone. But I'm just going to tell you guys, I love my Kindle. I know there's people who are like, oh, I like paper books. And I'm like, I love my Kindle. But let me just be clear what I mean when I say that. I am not talking about a tablet. 
I am not talking about an app on an iPad, because that's a lot of people, they're, they're like, I don't want to read from a screen. Well, an actual Kindle, not a Kindle Fire, a Kindle Fire is a tablet, okay? But an actual Kindle Paperwhite is what they're generally called. Sometimes they have different versions, but a Kindle Paperwhite is actually not something where you can get on the internet from it. It has Wi-Fi so that you can download the books and things and you can get into the Amazon store, but you can't check your email on it. If you can, it's not easy and I've never figured it out and it's not easy to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. So a Kindle also doesn't have that backlit screen. It actually looks a lot like paper. The paper whites look like you're reading on paper. So I'm just saying if you are finding yourself at a loss for getting new books, it might be worth the investment. You can get them from between like 90. Well, you can go a lot higher than that, but you can get them as low as like $90 sometimes, but don't get a Kindle Fire. If your concern is that you don't want a tablet, you don't want something like an iPad or a phone, don't get a Kindle Fire, get a Kindle Paperwhite. Okay. And think about that as an investment. I have linked um, in my Amazon store, which would also give me a credit if you decided to buy one, uh, the Kindles that I like. And um, so you can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash Amazon, and that will take you to my um, Amazon store. And you kind of see which ones I personally prefer. Um, anyway, but I'm kind of going back and forth. One of the things I'm having a hard time reading a lot. I'm still reading every single day. I read when I take a bath because I put my Kindle in my um, Ziploc bag, even though a lot of Kindles are now waterproof, but I still put it in my Ziploc bag anyway. But I also read before I go to bed, but I'm not getting a ton of reading done. And that does make it a little bit hard with the library books because, you know, two weeks is all I have for them. And then anyway, sometimes I'm not done because I haven't been able to really, really buckle down and read a book, but because it's a mental place for me. Anyway, um, so sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just going to buy this book instead while it's on sale instead of waiting right now for the thing because then I have as long as I want to, to do it. So I'm just saying I really um, am appreciative for my Kindle right now to be able to have access to whatever book immediately without having to interact with people, leave my house, touch things, whatever. I can just download it immediately on my Kindle. Okay. All right. I hope this has been helpful at all. It's probably been rambly, whatever. Okay. I hope you guys are having an amazing, great week and I hope you're staying safe and I will talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.